1450 ESPN. There was a really good chance we were going to get into today's show and I was going to be in a bad mood, but I am happy to be here, happy to be with you right here on 1350 ESPN. We are streaming live on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page, and my happiness was going to depend on what happened last night in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Uh, had the Bucks lost to the Nets, I would have come in in a downer mood, but I am in a wonderful mood, and that is where we begin today. We head north to the city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where they are just, uh, I, I, I believe it is cautious optimism. It is terrified happiness. Joining me from 1250 The Fan, here in the afternoons, his name is Rami Makhlouf. My old buddy Rami is with us. Rom Dog, uh, I imagine there is a giant sigh of relief in the city of Milwaukee today. Turn this, can you turn his phone on? Turn, hit the on button there, buddy. There we go. Robbie, we got a brand new producer. Thank you there for being here. Much better. There we go. I imagine. Now you can hear me, right? Now I, now I got you loud and clear. Yes. Sigh of relief, Wicked. I'm currently walking my dog through, the, uh, through Humboldt Park in the Bayview neighborhood of Milwaukee, and uh, it, I'm breathing easy as yeah. I walk the dog, and I feel like the whole city is breathing pretty easy tonight for another 24 hours. And then uh, our, we, all our butt cheeks clench up and uh, get ready for Game 7. I bet the, uh, the yeah, I say about this time tomorrow, people are going to be coming out of their hangovers. People are going to be getting, you know, getting their, their honey-do list done early in the morning, Rami. And then the, the, the tension is going to begin because, I mean, you and I can talk about plays and X's and O's and all these kinds of things, but it's more so getting over a hurdle, a hump. It, it's... The, where the Bucks are at right now, it feels like watching from afar, everyone's waiting for the shoe to drop because of a coaching situation or whatever. But are Bucks fans happy or are Bucks fans more nervous going into tomorrow night? It's been an emotional roller coaster with you. <laughs> I, 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 think you I think you know that I, I, I try not to be like reactionary sports talk radio guy. I try not to ride that emotional roller coaster and be a victim of recency bias, but and I don't know, I, I, I haven't been able to control myself in this series. I went from knowing they're going to win this series and whoever comes out of this series is going to win the NBA championship to uh, knowing this series was pretty much over when they were down 0-2 and then uh, knowing they were going to win this series again when they evened <laughs> it up. And, uh, and then after, after game six, I was like, man, I, I can't even bring myself to believe in this team again. I'm just going to watch it and whatever happens, happens. I'm not I'm done believing. I'm done doubting. I'm just going to watch it, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, when they were 16 in the third quarter of Game 5, the series was over. And, and there was no way they were going to blow that lead. And then they do. How concerned were your listeners in Milwaukee, Robbie, that this team was going to come out flat yesterday? And on this, uh, you know, the, the, a similar question, how concerned are Bucks fans, do you think, that they can't ride this emotional wave into Game 7? I mean, every, the home team has won every game in this series, Wicket, and, and it's hard to, to believe that they are going to go, not that they can't, but it's hard to believe 100% that they are going to go to Brooklyn and pull it off. And, and you said something a minute ago talking about this team and, and how it's not all about basketball, that there's, like a, there's a hurdle that they need to clear, and I think that there's a lot to that. I don't, this team doesn't always react great to pressure and big situations, and um, that's been a problem, and that starts... That often starts with Giannis, and I think sometimes they have been overwhelmed wicked by uh, by the by the road crowd in Brooklyn and, and the, the the size of the moment here in this series. 
Talking with Rami Maklaw from 1250 WSSP in Milwaukee here on 1350 ESPN. Wicket's World, I'm Mike Wicket. Game 7, Bucks and Nets tomorrow night. Uh, we are finding out just how crazy people are right now in Milwaukee. I, I notice on social media and listening to Milwaukee Sports Radio, like you guys on, on 1250 The Fan, I don't want to say fans are turning on Giannis, but is the mood a little different for Giannis from fans towards what he's able to do and grabbing and pulling this team and trying to get them over that hump? Honestly, I, I feel like that has only just started, and, and Buck fans maybe weren't hard enough on, on Giannis before this. And, you know, you know Wisconsin Wicket. You're here for a long time working in this sports market. We are a friendly people around here. And, and when, when we attach our loyalties to a guy, we really attach our loyalties to a guy and don't have much negative to say about him. And, and Giannis is a great player and still my favorite player in the NBA. But, what, what, but there are flaws, man. There are flaws in his game. I think there are flaws in terms of his, his I, don't, I don't want to say mental approach, but what I just talked about a second ago where, where big pressure situations seem to get to him. I mean, look at his, look at his free throw shooting and, and jump shot percentage in the postseason compared to, to the regular season, and especially in, in big series like this one or last year against Miami or two years ago against, against Toronto. He just isn't the player that he is for 82 games or 72 in this case during the regular season, and, and there's, there's something to be said about that. doesn't mean he's not a great player. It doesn't mean we don't love him and he's not still our guy, but, I mean, there are flaws, and I, I feel like people tippy-toed and danced around that for a long, long time until, really just until this series, when, when people started pointing it out, and I started pointing it out uh, during the last series, Wicket, that we, we, need, we need better from Giannis. I need to see from Giannis what we saw from Kevin Durant in, in that Game 5 loss, and not that he can do all the things that Kevin Durant does, but just that mindset that I'm the best player on this court and I'm going to prove it to you if you don't believe me by stuffing a basketball through a rim and down your throat. And he just doesn't have that killer instinct sometimes. 30 points, 17 boards, three dimes. All those stats are great for Giannis. That's a pretty typical night for Giannis and Kumbo. But the stat that mattered the most to me was he was 0 for 0 from three-point land. Yes. I, I, it took five games for, the, for this team to realize the interior advantage that they had. And it took five games for Giannis to realize that he sucks at shooting the basketball. <laughs> is that more on coaching or is that more on Giannis? Because last night looked so different from any other game in this series. And not just Giannis, but this Bucks team has been very out of character for much of this series. And they've been, for as good as Kevin Durant has been, they've done a lot of this to themselves. And, and they've done a lot of this to themselves by not being who they are and, and trying to play iso ball and not moving the ball around the court, not moving around the ball, not using the pick-and-rolls and screen-and-rolls that made him so successful during the season. I don't really mind that the Bucks are jacking up a bunch of threes. And if shots aren't falling, then you're probably going to lose that game, and you probably just have to live with it. It's, it's the bad shots. And, and most of Giannis's threes are bad shots. And the Bucks, as a team, have been taking a lot of bad shots throughout this series. That's what's killing them. I mean, yeah, I, they, they could exploit what's going on in the paint a little bit more, but that's just not been who they are throughout this year. Wicked, they're a, they're a shooting team. They're a three-point shooting team, and they were really good at it in the regular season. It's gone off the rails here in this series, but I don't think you get too far away from who you are, and, and they've done that. Not the number of threes that they're shooting, but in, in, the, in the quality of the threes and jump shots that they're shooting. And Giannis is probably the, the greatest culprit in that.
Talking with Rami Makhlouf for another minute or two from 1250 The Fan up in Milwaukee. Mike Wicket with you here on Wicket's World on 1350 ESPN. I think it's safe to say every team, every city has this with players, where there's always one hot lightning rod of a player where half the fans love him and half the fans hate him. And for the Bucks, for the last eight years, I think, especially the last four or five years, that player's been Chris Middleton, who turned in the game of his life last night when the Bucks absolutely needed it. He dropped 38. It's such a cliche for me to say, where's the fan base at with Chris Middleton? But is Chris Middleton winning fans over at a record rate in the last four games? No, it's about the same. It's about the same. <laughs> it, has, it, hasn't, it hasn't changed very much with you. We're very divided. And some of us, like myself, aren't really sure what to do with Chris Middleton. There have been times I've, I've defended him. There have been times where I've crushed him. And really, I think that might be, and this is, this is sort of a, a revelation I came to recently about Chris Middleton, is, is that what, what might be keeping him from being a top-tier player? Is that he's just, he's just not consistent enough. I mean, yeah, what we saw yesterday was an absolute killer out there on the court. He can do that for you a few, uh, every, every now and then. Actually, actually quite often, but the guys who are on a level with, you know, a Giannis or a Kevin Durant or a James Harden or, or you know, the top-tier superstar, you can pretty much count on that from them night in and night out. And you never go into a game necessarily knowing what you're getting from Chris Middleton. When he's on, he's great. It's just that he's not on often enough. We're getting, I, think that's, I think that's why there is the divide about him because he looks so good sometimes. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy's one of the best players in the league. And then there are other games where he just doesn't show up. And both those versions have shown up in this series. Do you believe any truth to the rumors that the Bucks are considering Rick Carlisle, regardless of what happened last night? How much did that hang over uh, this team, do you think? I'm, I'm sure they're looking at coaching candidates. I'm sure they're doing their due diligence. Um, if they, sure if Rami, talk- if they lose this game Sunday, uh, Saturday night, if they lose tomorrow night, yeah. is Budenholzer gone? I think so. Because with, I mean, with, with a hobbled James Harden and no Kyrie Irving, there's no excuse to lose this game. There's no excuse to lose this series, Wicket. There isn't. And, and the Bucks fell short if they lose this series. If they had all three of those superstars, I've been saying all season long, you don't, you don't fire Coach Bud because you don't win a championship. It, it's all going to depend how loud the thud is when this season ends, if it comes short of a championship, and how painful that fall is. And I think, I think it's, it's that much more painful, it's that much louder a thud when you lose another series that you shouldn't. People were going into that Toronto series two years ago going, they shouldn't lose this series. Nobody thought they were going to lose the whole one last year. And when Kyrie Irving and James Harden go down in this series, everybody's looking at it and going, they shouldn't lose this one. That'll be three straight years they lost playoff series that they had no business losing. And ultimately that falls on the coach. And I, I think if you look back in the offseason, Rami, they traded away three first-round picks to get Drew Holiday. And if they lose tomorrow night, they will have – this was a – chips in the middle they signed drew to a huge deal i realize that but if they lose tomorrow night they will have given away three first round picks for a second straight second round exit i know a lot of it's going to be on Giannis. i know a lot of it's going to be on bud but their general manager john horst he has so much riding on this game tomorrow it's unbelievable actually because of what i just said wicket i the one person I haven't pointed a finger at during this series when I've gotten down is John Horst. Because but, I look at but I look will. at this roster. I look I don't <laughs> think I will. I look at this roster and I think it's good enough to win a championship. That's his job. It's also his job to hire the right coach to get the most out of that roster. But when you just look at the roster that they have, I love Drew Holiday, man. 
he's been he's had a rough series. Even last night, his best game, he didn't shoot the way you need him to shoot. But I love Drew Holiday, and I think that was I think that was a great pickup. And I always caution people, whether it's a trade like a Drew Holiday or a free agent pickup, don't judge the whole thing on one year, and especially not the first year. You made a four year investment in this guy. That means that you're gambling that in the next four years, you're gonna you're gonna get where you're trying to go with him. You're not gonna win championships every year. You sign guys to four-year deals to give yourself a good chance at a championship for four years. I don't think it is a win a title or fire horse, win a title, whatever. I think, if they, I think if they get to the finals, that's the next hump. You, you are, you're a Chicago Bulls fan. You, you know how it took them a while to get out of the East and get to the, the NBA finals. It takes teams a while to build. I think that the traditional route the Bucks are on, the trajectory this year points to a finals. If they don't win the whole thing, but they get to the NBA finals... I think that is a step in the right direction. That's a co- I don't know if they make a coaching change then, but I think that's the next progression in, in the story of Giannis and this Milwaukee Bucks team. See, I, Wicket, and I'll, I'll go back to what I said when this series started, even though I've, I've kind of wavered on that. When I look at this thing, when I, when I remove my emotion and recency bias from it, and, and I look at this thing and, and the Bucks and the Nets, I think that whoever comes out of this series should win an NBA title. If the Nets are healthy, they're probably the best team in the NBA. And if it's not them, then it's probably the Bucks. I don't see anybody coming out of the West who, who I look at and say, that's probably not a series that you should win if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. And ultimately, that's, that's where I'm going to judge the ending of this season on. Mostly Coach Budenholzer. I don't think John Horst is going anywhere. I don't think there's going to be a major roster shakeup. I think your big three will still be Giannis, Middleton, and Drew, and, and we'll see what they put around that. But as far as Coach Bud's future goes, I, if they lose a series that they shouldn't lose, I think that ultimately, fair or not, falls on his shoulders. Well, I was going to say, you've spent so much time waffling on this conversation that you want, you belong down in that Waffle House with that guy from Mississippi <laughs> who spent 24 hours. Rami, the next time I have you on, we will dissect what 24 hours in a Waffle House really means. Because it's the stupidest and most awesome thing in the entire country right now. And I that was wish, amazing. I wish we had more time to talk about it, but that's where you belong, considering you have no real opinion on the Milwaukee Bucks and Nets series. I just gave you the, the, you the gave Bucks. Me all, win tomorrow. You gave me all of the opinions. The Bucks are going to win tomorrow. How's that for you? Hot take. Bucks in, Bucks in seven. Bucks in seven. Rami, appreciate it, my friend. Uh, good to talk with you. We'll do it again soon. Anytime, Wicked. See you later. That is the Rami yeah. Maklov. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. At, uh, Rami is tweeting. Hear him weekday afternoons on 1250 The Fan, WSSP up in Milwaukee. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about with the waffle story, it is the biggest story in the country. It is trending all over. It's ridiculous and awesome all at the same time. We'll talk about it coming up next on 1350 ESPN.